Well, Kyle, it's been a marvellous week. There you go. Done. Sorted. <laughs> I've, I, I've got nothing. I've, I've got no um, churlish quips. You know, I'm, you're you're just not I'm as just, quick witted as I've, me. I've honestly, I've got... I mean, this entire episode yes, Kyle, is just for you are the witty one. <laughs> this entire episode is just going to be trailer talk. It's just it's all trailers. It's it's not just going to be trailer talk. We've got we've got other stuff to talk about, but this is I mean, it could have been a lot bigger if um, something else came out today, which I think has actually now been pushed back until another film launches. But yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a big week for um, it's been a big for month the for trailers. Marvel Cinematic Universe. In yeah, general. it was a big month for trailers in general. Yeah, apparently there's a little birdie going around whispering into the ears of the film community that we're probably going to get a episode nine teaser with Mary Poppins. I'm not sure how much to believe that though. Episode nine, in- starring Mary Poppins. Episode 9 starring Mary Poppins. Not even Emily Blunt, just Mary Poppins, the fictional character. Honestly, that would save the Star Wars franchise, let's be real. George Lucas riding a bear would save the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Where do you want to start? Do you want to go chronologically or just kind of dot around things? Uh, I'll leave the orders up to you, Kyle. I don't mind if we start at the end of the podcast and record it backwards. Okay, let's just start with one story I want to talk about that isn't to do with the trailer. I want to talk about yeah. announcements a few weeks old now, but it's that PlayStation is not going to next year's E3. PlayStation, Sony, the competition to the Xbox will not be E3 in 2019. What do you make of this? I find this very interesting. And I have a theory, but I'll let you go first. You know what, Kyle? At first, I was like, "Shit, this is big news." Could this like signal like a proper, you know, loss of interest in E three? And I was like, "This could this could be big. This could really affect E three, you know." And then I thought, you know what? It'll affect E three, of course, because a change in anything affects something. But it, I, you know, I think Sony just feel like they don't really get much from it anymore. Like I think Marvel and stuff have started to pull back from um, Comic Con because they want to put their stuff out at D twenty three, which is Disney's own Comic Con. It's like by it's like every two years. So I think that maybe they're going to try and do something more like that with, a, with a, the PlayStation conference. Maybe it's like dedicated to Sony. That was but, my theory. I figured they're probably going to go down the EA route where they have their own conference that's run in tandem to E three. Yeah. The thing is, though, you didn't watch um, PlayStation's conference this year, did you? I think I watched a little bit of it for Destiny, I think. It was really bad. So first Wait, no, I did watch it because I remember um, I remember us talking about everything compared to E3's conference where they tried to act human. Yeah. <laughs> you said E3's conference. Ah, shit. <laughs> None of them are human at those conferences. If you remember PlayStation's conference, they started with a musical section with like an acoustic guitar to play with uh, the last. I do the not remember this. Two. Maybe I didn't watch it. So they were all in this. I don't know. They were in this like little uh, facade of like a wooden cabin, and there was a person playing the acoustic guitar, and it was fine. It went on a bit too long, 
and then they had a gameplay trailer for The Last of Us 2. And then they cut to three commentators for about half an hour while they moved the entire live audience to a different theatre for the rest of the conference. And then when they cut back to the live bit, they had another musical section with like a, a sort of flute thing for a different game. I can't remember what it was called. It was the Ghosts of something, I think. Well, I can't remember it Sony was, PlayStation it was conference. not great. I'm assuming that I've seen it because I, I, see, I kind of re- remember a lot about last E3 apart from the PlayStation conference, but I just I, I feel like I've watched it, but I can't remember what you're telling me right now. And my God, that is that is bad. Maybe they thought, shit, we won't be invited back, so we're just not going <laughs> to go at all, you know, so they can't kick us out. I don't... This always happens at E3, right? There's always one or two of the companies that decide, uh, you know what will really get all these people excited? A live musical performance. No one yeah. cares. No I, one I cares if you either. bring in Snoop Dogg or whatever. Right. Um, did you watch the Game Awards, Kyle? I couldn't care less about the Game Awards. I couldn't care less about the Game Awards, Nathan. Do you want to try that again? <laughs> you know what? I couldn't care less about the Game Awards. <laughs> why? Why is that, Kyle? That that sounds very unre- uncharacteristic of you. I don't watch any award shows. I just find that's see that's interesting. I watched the Game Awards this year, um, partly. For the the sad glimmer of hope that we were going to get the Avengers four trailer there, and the, the Russo brothers were in attendance, that had everyone thinking. And you know, I just thought maybe, just what if maybe? And I stayed up, and I mean, it was quite good for the show as a whole. Was quite good. It was quite interesting. So I did take more than just the fact that there wasn't going to be the trailer there away from it. Um, but I know I I quite enjoyed the game awards. The uh, only and I was, the only thing I heard was the amazing reveal that Red Dead Redemption Two didn't win Game of the Year. Yeah, it was a God of War, which I never played, but I heard everyone loved it. So fair enough. Yeah, but this links into what we're talking about E three because, I like it was such a it felt like a mini E three except games were being individually you know, praised instead of publishers saying, hey, look at these, like, like, look at how good we are. It was all about the game themselves, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm starting to think, like, maybe that's the direction the game industry should maybe be going. I know E3 is a much better conference than the Game Awards. The Game Awards has slowly grown over the years, and it's it's still a lot smaller than E3, but it, it felt so much more kind of, aware whether sometimes E3 can be some of the most unaware shit you ever watch. Yeah, but that's what makes E3 fun, though. I don't find people coming on stage dressed as characters from Super Mario shooting each other with fake guns fun. When did that happen? What? It it was a couple of years ago. It was at Nintendo conference. uh, They were talking about Super Smash Bros. And two of the main developers came out and they had like those bullet bills on their hands like almost like uh, like kind of like things you'd put over your hand and they kind of became like a wrist gauntlet and they would get up to do 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 shoot each other live that sounds amazing i'll have to look this up on youtube later some cringe shit they're like people that are like almost 50 years old they did announce a couple of games at game awards right 
Yeah, I think there's a couple. I don't ask me what any of them are right now because I don't have a clue. I was so tired. I think one of them was The Outer Worlds, from my understanding. The new game from yes. um, uh-huh. Black Obsidian. Looks like a mixture between Fallout and Borderlands. That's exactly what I thought when I saw the trailers. It's, wow, this is this is Borderlands through the lens of Fallout. Yeah, it would... Yeah, stuff like this that makes me think we're slowly losing creativity in games. Oh, come and on, it's not as if Borderlands is a wholly original concept. No, it's no, mostly no, I, I, no, influenced no, by like, Mad Max and stuff. I'm not saying like even the things this is based on is wholly original. I'm not saying everything is 100% unique anymore. But, Christ, an open world post-apocalyptic game? There's, there's a couple of them, I think. One or two. It's not post-apocalyptic maybe. though, it's sci-fi. But yeah, but it's it's that kind of world you're out in the, the, the space wild west where society doesn't really exist and it's just kind of little ragtag communities and you know, there's crime everywhere and you've got to go around and scavenge. I just think that it's, it's that, that kind of thing, that idea, there's a lot of it. I think the game looks great. I love the uh, the sassy credits from from the makers, the original creators of Fallout. And the developers yes. of Fallout New Vegas. I thought that was so well timed, given the Fallout seventy six stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little fuck you in there. <laughs> I did like the announcement of the new Mortal Kombat. I thought that was really well done. They announced the new Mortal Kombat. I didn't hear about that. So, at the Game Awards, the um, the creator of Mortal Kombat also came out to, you know, announce. Um, he came out initially. You know, it was all under the uh, the skies. He came out to announce. The creation, no, the uh, nominations and the winner of the best sports slash racing game the award. Best category that everyone cares about. The, the best category, and it's so strange that they've compiled those two things together because there were like there's like five nominations, four of them were sports games and one of them was Forza. So they only had one racing game. That's why they just put the racing in with the sports. Yeah, racing games are kind of a dying and genre. Then, We'll get into that another day. Oh, well, Forza actually won the award. For- Forza won the award. So as he's about to announce it, he's like, and the nominee- nominees are, and the lights go down, and mm. and then the screen comes on, and it's the yellow guy from Mortal Kombat. What's his name? Uh, Scorpion. Scorpion? I think it's yeah. Scorpion. I thought he was orange. Scorpion, the yellow but... guy. Nah, okay. yellow. And then... And it, but he looks kind of like, because you know as these games go on, they start to kind of add bits to the, you know, sort of the, with Halo or with every Halo game, the, the kind of outfit changes slightly, just because it's a little bit more kind of, you can add more things to graphics. graphics. Oh, well, it's like 2018 Scorpion versus 2018 other bad guy, or other, other good guy. I don't know, if, there's a story in these fighting games that yeah, I'm not really familiar with, I'm only familiar with the story in the... I, I yeah, yeah, there is, because I watched like a review of like, someone's thoughts on the trailer and they were like saying oh this happened in other games and I'm like I only know the story of the Injustice games the DC games because I think those, that story is amazing um, and then the, the the guy kills Scorpion and then he turns around and there's like the original Scorpion from the original Mortal Kombat game Stan even looks like um, the original Scorpion what, he's, he's got He's pixelated to all hell. No, it's fine, fine, is it? But he still looks 2018, but he's like, his style, his outfit, his costume, like the yellow isn't like a darker, toned down DC Universe yellow. 
like in Batman it's versus this, Superman, it's this bright cartoon so yellow. It's like a bright yellow, and he doesn't have all the extra add-ons to the outfit that the new 2018 Scorpion would have. He just looks bare bones, what the original Scorpion would look like, and it kicks his ass. And it's like Mortal Kombat 11, you know. And I don't remember why we started talking about this because. As this will not be conveyed well in the edits, there was a long gap between this conversation, the end of this conversation, the start of this conversation. But there were several long gaps. There were several long gaps. A lot of the cut down and us, and I was like, this is really incoherent. How the hell did we forget what we were speaking about? But I forgot what we were speaking about. And Yeah, so did I. Something about Fallout. Something the about crater E3. And- I can- God knows. It's been a shit show. Maybe we'll just move on now. I'm sure that would be annoying. Trailers. Trailers. I say we start this chronologically. Yes, chronologically. So I would agree. Let's start with a teaser for. Toy Story 4? Is that what came first? Yes, Toy Story 4 was first. Alright, so the Toy Story franchise is seen to be one of the greatest franchises in, you know, animation. And it seemed to be one of the greatest trilogies of all time. People really like Toy Stories 1, 2 and 3. I think they're all 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone... You're wording this very strangely. As in, you don't agree. Everyone loves the Toy Story films. I happen to think that Toy Story 1 is absolutely amazing. Toy Story 2 is one of the best animated films ever made. And Toy Story 3 was just eh. I don't really care for Toy Story 3. Okay, your opinions basically line up with mine. Yeah, I I, I I think the first first... third one is just fine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know that like, several little Americans don't really like Toy Story 3. They really get hooked on Toy Story 3. And I just don't get it. I, I, I never I felt specifically attached to anything that happens in Toy Story 3. Toy Story I 2 do at least understand, though, great, though, that it was supposed to wrap up the franchise. <laughs> what do you mean? It was the end of a trilogy, right? Even though it was never supposed to be a trilogy, but it ends... With all the, the loops closed, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. it's like it's a beginning, middle, and end. Except but not now, anymore. But not anymore, because we have Could... Toy Story 4 coming out next year. Which, this has been like in the works since like 2015 or something. This isn't like, mm-hmm. you know... I think, I, I, think, I think I've been aware of it since 2016 or something. Can't quite remember. But I know I've been aware of it for a long time. And the teaser finally came out and everybody's screaming and crying and oh my god. God, this is going to be so good. I I can't get a clear reading on what um the general vibes are. Do people are people excited or people cynical? What's actually happening? People people are excited. People are like yes, buzzing. But I I think they would be less excited if they had a feeling that this was going to be the last Toy Story film because I don't think they're <laughs> going to make a five and six. They're going to roll Tim Allen out in a wheelchair in 2030 and be like, hey, hey, come back as Buzz Lightyear, you know? I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think we're getting any more after 4. And I hope 4 is a great film. Like, I kind of hope that it's better than the third one was in my eyes. 
so I'd, like, I'd be happy to have a good film. Well, how could it fail? It has time... Key and Peele in it. Are they in the film, or are they just in that, that other trailer that was released that was like a skit? Because I saw that trailer and I thought that trailer was pretty funny, but are those characters actually going to be in the film? I know that word sports Unclear. character is going to be in the film. The, the weird Unclear. Sp- the weird sport character will be. But the the, the key and peel... I will admit, that teaser trailer did actually funny. give me a laugh with that, with that spork. I know it was a really dumb joke, but something about it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be I don't know, here. I preferred, the, I, pre- I preferred the Keen Peel one. That was fun. Um, I really enjoyed that uh, when they're like mimicking lines from the other films and stuff. It's very self-aware. It's like Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Do Infinity and your mom. There's this attitude with a lot of films like this, sort of coming back to the franchise that everyone's done. It's automatically assume that the movie will be bad and everyone I, I don't like this phrase but they go into to hate it a lot of the times and it's people will disagree but that happens something wanting to dislike it that's that's you can go in expecting to dislike it there's a difference but yeah uh, I, I get I understand to going in expecting yeah but who who does that People do that. I mean, people want things to fail. Like, usually the things are bad, but the it's fourth Indiana Jones film, nobody wanted it. Who went into that then... want? Yeah, okay, yeah, right, okay, but nobody wanted the Han Solo Star Wars movie either. I didn't go into it wanting to hate it. I, I, I kind of yeah, but some people did. It was probably one of the like. I mean, I didn't go into the Last Jedi expecting to not like the Last Jedi, and I just watched everything great about. The Last Jedi video, and my opinion really hasn't changed. <laughs> That's fine, you have strong opinions. Let's not talk about The Last Jedi again, though. <laughs> Refer to previous episodes for uh, more insight on that discussion. It's uh, just no, a weird one, because... I'm, look- I'm I really looking forward to Toy Story 4. I can't see why you would want to dislike it. I do think that people would be more frustrated though if they were to know that there probably won't be a fifth and a sixth to round out a second trilogy. This will be Toy Story 4 and we're done. They haven't said that, but I'm looking at how long they take between making sequels to these films and it's a big gap and I just don't think a fifth and a sixth would be possible. Like maybe a fifth but a sixth? No way. Pixar hasn't really made anything exceptional in quite a while. They've made films that are pretty good and films that are so incredible eh, was and no one watched no I've not seen it yet but that's not uh, okay, Incredibles 2 is really good. there's a few characters in Incredibles 2 that if you take like they're there just to sell action figures but you know I they in, in the first film when you hear and read about other superheroes in the film they feel like okay it's believable those characters would exist then when you see new superheroes in Incredibles 2, even they're given so much kind of presence and stuff in the film, and they're so ridiculous and stupid, they kind of really take the, the really the really jarring characters, and they're clearly there based on their costume design just to sell toys to kids, and it's really annoying. Like remove them, please, and the film would be better. But apart from that, I really enjoyed the Incredibles 2. So I think I think Pixar haven't lost their touch. I mean, how much of that is just your Incredibles nostalgia, though? 
Nah, I feel like if it was my Incredibles nostalgia, then I would watch The Incredibles and think The Incredibles 2 is just never going to be able to live up to that expectation, you know? Well, that is some interpretation of nostalgia. Some people do that, but other people just love anything that has the same name on it regardless. Yeah. That's why they make these films. I know, for the fanboys that can't criticise it no matter what. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> By the way, did you? I think we're. I think the release date for the Clone Wars is April. Is it? I didn't so guess what we're this. getting. In, guess what we're getting in April. What are we getting in April? We're getting Avengers Four. We'll talk about the title and stuff later, so let's not say it right now. Um, Game of Thrones, the season final, or just the final season. The final season, yes. And I thought you were being Star on RT with the, the season finale. The Clone Wars. We're getting three of the biggest things of the year in the same month, son. <laughs> I don't think most people would group the return of the Clone Wars in with Game of Thrones and Avengers 4. Yeah, but for <laughs> Star Wars fans it is. Yeah, Kyle. I'm more I mean, excited for that than I am for everything. I like the Clone Wars. I'm probably going to prioritise the Avengers and Game of Thrones, though. I can do all three simultaneously. Well, look at you. Big man so can you. multiple I screens. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You go, go, to the, go to the cinema, you see Avengers 4 in the first day. You get home, you see, a, you see a Game of Thrones that night, assuming that it all happens in the same day, which I doubt. And then you've got half an hour free from watch Clone Wars. Are, are they not releasing the whole season at once? I thought they were doing it week on week, but if they're doing it all at once, that's even better. I don't know how they're doing it. It's not on Netflix, though, is it? It is not on Netflix in the UK. I, uh, I don't know if Clone Wars used to be on Netflix. And I think well, season six was made by Netflix. That, yeah, it was published, but it was distributed by published Netflix. By Netflix. Yeah. It was distributed by Netflix, so I'm... But that was before they were bought by Disney, so who knows? Yeah, I, nah, I've got a feeling it'll probably win Disney next year. I don't think they've announced that stuff yet. They, they, they probably know, but you know, we don't. We probably will never be told. Yep, that's that's how it, that's how it is these days. <laughs> so be on this channel tomorrow night. Watch it. No prior warning. But I don't... We kind of moved away from Toy Story, so let's just move on to the next big important trailer. Detective Pikachu. Oh, I forgot about Detective Pikachu. Oh god. How could you forget about Detective Pikachu? Oh, I don't know, Kyle. I'm just I'm so zoned out this evening. I I Detective Pikachu, man. It, you know, it looks surprisingly not awful. However, that was my feeling watching the trailer too. It's like this doesn't look awful. However, it looks it, it looks look like they've really put good. money into it. However, Ryan Reynolds is the most miscast fucking Pikachu I've ever seen. Because <laughs> we already have a successful franchise where Ryan Reynolds essentially voices a popular character. And that's Deadpool. And, yeah. Because you don't I know they're not really one and the same, but for in terms of when you look at Deadpool, you don't see his mouth move, you don't see Ryan Reynolds' face because he's wearing no, a mask. He's basically a cartoon he's character. He's basically a cartoon character, so you're just getting Ryan Reynolds dubbing through the mask. And you know, after after he shot the film, so he's just you know voicing a character at that stage. 
with Detective Pikachu, he's doing the exact same thing, and it just sounds like I'm, I'm not. I'm not watching Ryan Reynolds' voice Pikachu. I'm watching Deadpool voice Pikachu. It's very bizarre casting. I mean, he's funny, and I'm sure he'll do fine. But yeah, I'm sure he'll do fine. It's very distracting. At, at this point, I'm still listening to Deadpool. I'm not listening to Ryan Reynolds. Maybe if Ryan Reynolds was like the live action companion in the film. Then, yeah, it'd be fine, I guess. But when he's voicing the main animated character, yeah, it's just Deadpool at that point, except he's not swearing. Here's the thing. This movie, like, visually-wise, looks really weird. And I, I need to establish, I'm not a Pokemon fan. I've never played a Pokemon never game. Never played Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. Yeah. I played Pokemon Go. But I, I've never owned a Nintendo device. I just kind of like the cart, the the design of Pokemon. I find it fun and interesting. But that's about it. You never owned a Nintendo device, like a Wii or a DS or a DSi or nope, a DS Lite. Not or, once. Oh, really? Seriously? Wow. Nope. I think I still have a Wii somewhere. I've got my DS. I play a guitar here on my Wii. I had a Wii Fit. Anyway, I can't remember. It was something I was I was watching that pointed this out. It's just. Pokemon, they don't really work in real life. They just kind of look really bizarre. I think I, I like, think that film like, made them fit in really, really well. But P- okay, Pikachu, he looks realistic. He doesn't look real. You can't buy him as a real thing. He just has. Yeah, he just looks like a fictional thing with yeah. with a cart with with a real aesthetic textures on yeah, him. But it's really weird. Neither are Transformers. So I don't get your point. No, but more so than that, because the the Pokemon designs are all so different, like, Transformers, they're all consistent, they're all robots. I guess you get but what you mean. when you see, like, like it... Mr. Mime, yeah, yeah. and it just looks <laughs> so bizarre. Mr. Mime looks like a humanoid being, but he's being made to sit on the floor and eat out of a dog bowl with the rest of the Pokemon. <laughs> quite... I did see that, man. <laughs> it's quite But, bizarre. like, in the movie, he has, like, these big anime eyes, and it doesn't make any sense, like... <laughs> What's, what's well, happening? See, that's kind of what my initial like jarring point is in, in the Spider-Verse trailer where there's the the Asian anime girl and like what everyone else has like the kind of roughly the same animation around them. She just literally looks like she's an anime drawn character just plunked into this 3D environment, you know. I, I think I've not I don't I've not seen the part where you're talking about so it's just, it's in, if you watch Spider-Verse trailer or if you see the film I haven't seen it yet there's a character who controls like a big mech little Asian girl and like I think she's the Spider-Man from that universe I think I can't remember and because she's drawn like an anime character like she looks like she would be if she were in an episode of Naruto she would not look out of place but in Into the Spider-Verse, she clearly looks like she's just been given a different animation style. Hmm. Very odd. Is... Anyway, my other thing with the text of Pikachu is that people always, every single time they announce a new movie based on a game, they all seem to forget that every single movie based on a game, with the notable exception of maybe one, is bad. What's your maybe one? Maybe one is Tomb Raider oh, because God. I haven't watched it, but people seem to like I it. I quite enjoyed Tomb Raider. I think everyone who saw it thought it was quite good. They just no one saw it. 
I just didn't care because I've already played the game. I don't know. Sue me. Ah, it's good. It's good. It's worth. It's worth a watch, Kyle. It's definitely worth a watch. Not worth buying, but you know, if it came on, if it, <laughs> if it comes up on Netflix, if it comes up, if it comes on it. Netflix, it is worth a you know a movie night. You know, I don't think I'm. I don't think I've ever got a calling to watch it again. But it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I sat and watched it and thought, yeah, this is a really good adaptation of the 2013 reboot. It's not one for one. It's not the same story. They kind of tweaked the story, but it's the same kind of you know skeleton. I'll, I'll watch it one day. Anyway, as a rule, video game movies are bad. Yes. I'm sure you would agree. Apart from the Mortal Kombat film, that's fucking great. Yeah, but that's just like campy fun though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's up there with 1960s Adam West Batman. So I don't know why people always forget this and just assume that it'll be good based on a trailer. But the Assassin's Creed movie looked pretty good from the trailers. Was Pokemon a game first, or was it... It was a game first. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, I feel like Pokemon's kind of transcended just being a video game. Like, I know it is a video game, but its it's market extends so much further. I I feel like... Fine, yes, if if you really strictly want to follow the curse of video game movies will be bad, then... Yes, I guess you must also apply that to the Detective Pikachu movie, but I just feel like it's spread into so many markets You're, out okay. there that probably are more familiar with Pokemon f- without of its video game connotation. I will agree with you, but that but then Detective Pikachu also falls into another genre of films that are always really bad, which is live action adaptations of anime. <laughs> this film's gonna be awful. I mean, have you seen Dragon Ball Evolution? I haven't even seen Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Evolution is real bad. The Last Airbender, real bad. That was the Death Note awful. film, real bad. Wasn't that a TV series? What, Death Note? Yeah, the, the Death one Note's an anime, Netflix, and then... Netflix one? Then the Netflix one was a movie. Oh, was it a movie? Okay, okay. And all of these, they all make the mistake of like, oh, Western audiences won't care, we'll just put it in America and it doesn't work well, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because they mean, all still have some, these like Japanese names sometimes American remakes can work, sometimes they're awful but sometimes they work can you name one? House of Cards House of Cards is an American remake? yeah it's based on a British show called House of Cards it was okay, a BBC well, show that's still Western to Western thing. There's a lot less of a cultural barrier there. <laughs> no, I know I'm being facetious. I don't. Get, yeah, no, I get what you're saying completely. And I'm not <laughs> here to say that like Japanese culture is superior. I actually think there's a lot of things about it that are just weird. They have. But it's different. Magic bathrooms, Kyle. Magic bathroom. Oh, the the the, the fancy super toilets. Yeah, the toilet to take you to space, man. Yeah. Anyway, so from the trailers alone, Detective Pikachu doesn't look awful, but I don't have my hopes up. I'll give it a chance. Now I'm gonna see. It. I'm excited. I get. I get what you're saying. I think everything you're saying probably leads to the thought that it will be a train wreck. But I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, it again, has Ryan Reynolds in it, so... I'm not excited for Ryan Reynolds. Actually, in the trailer, I was like, oh my god, why the hell is Ryan Reynolds voicing this character, you know? But, um, no, overall, I'm looking forward to the film. 
I can't wait to see what comes with it. And you're not even a Pokemon fan. I'm a big Pokemon fan. I have all the Pokemons. No one has ever been a bigger Pokemon fan than me. What's number 504? I don't know. I can't I can't answer that question. <laughs> Mr. <sighs> Mr. Potato Head. Yep, sounds accurate. Good. So is there any other trailers between Pikachu and the Marvel trailers? The Lion King. Oh boy. Yep. Looks great. It's gonna be great. I've I've I have real problems. We've talked about it before on this podcast, I believe, that I don't like the the whole live action adaptations of Disney films. I think they're pointless. I think they're pretty good. I really enjoyed the new movie. But here's the thing. Why is it even just considered a live-action film? No, right, okay, yeah, but it's really not, it's just idiots. I've called it live-action in the past as well, but it's more of a, it's less live-action, it's less, it isn't live-action, it's photorealistic animation. But, like, I think it was, um, one of the YouTubers I like was talking about this, and just saying how, so I'm just rehashing a point, I'm not claiming this point. I just wanted to say it. It's when it's photorealistic, the animal, the character design becomes a lot less cute. When it's just this actual real life lion. I mean, lions aren't that cute in real life. I think I've heard that criticism as well, or less criticism, just more point. And you know, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with it, but. At, at the same time, I'm still excited because I saw Jungle Book in 2016 and it's the same director, it's the same technology. I mean, it's... I, I can't imagine it being bad, you know? It's it's going to be the same story, but tweaked a little bit. Um, well, as well that comes to play, the point. I'm not saying it'll be bad, I'm just saying it's pointless. It doesn't I, need to exist. It's a businessman and, you know, people will fork out a billion dollars worldwide to go see it. Oh, so it's just a cynical cash grab. Great. What a good reason to go out and get excited for this movie. Well, visually it's stunning, Kyle. I mean, it's, it's also going to be... It's fine. It's nothing... It's comparable to the, the Planet of the Apes films, so... Yeah, but that isn't, like, a timeless film. Like, that's very clearly set in an era. You think this will be a timeless film? No, I think the original animated film is timeless, but... Yeah. No, but, like... The... I mean, the concept, like, this film could be set, you know, a thousand years ago, or it can be set maybe, like, you know, today. There's nothing that's, like, that's what I mean by timeless. I mean, like, it's there's literally nothing in The Lion King that points when this film is set. What does that have to do with anything? What I'm saying is, like, it's very... You're not going to watch this film and go, oh my god, can you believe when they used to do that? Like, when you watch an old film from, like, the 90s and their impression of the internet is just so retro... Like, that ages a film sometimes. The things that happen in the film can age it. But sometimes the story can be timeless, or the set pieces can be timeless. There's nothing in The Lion King that says to me, oh, this film is set in the year 2018, or set in the year 1994. You know, it's... It I still of... don't see what that has to do with anything. 
well, can sometimes help you enjoy the film a little bit more. Sometimes films can age badly because the shit that happens in the film can just be... Yeah, but if the film's good enough, then it doesn't matter. Like, in Back to the Future, the second one, they go to the far distant future of 2015. So... <laughs> and, and that's still a great movie. <laughs> you know what, Kyle? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I want a flying car. I want a time machine. Oh, and you know what I want, Kyle? I want Hugh Lewis in the news to be alive and... Well, they are alive. But I want them to still be alive when I die and sing a song at my funeral. That's very specific. Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) I just really like Hugh Lewis in the news and... I just... I just like you listening to you, Kyle. I have nothing more to add. I don't know why you're bringing this up. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> oh, God. So, Lion King, you're excited. I'm not. I don't see why you're not. I get what you're saying that's pointless. Like, you're just reinventing the story that was already told. But I, just, I, get, I like seeing it updated for a modern audience, you know? I, I, get, I, I get that also directly contradicts what I say about a timeless story. It doesn't really need to be updated. But I'm just, I don't know, I'm excited because I thought 2016's Jungle Book was absolutely amazing. And it's, they just remade an old film. But like... But they tweaked it sufficiently enough to awards it being the same film, but told differently enough for it to be a new, enjoyable experience. Yeah, but and, do you really think in like 50 years they're going to look up to that one as better than the original? Or is it just going to be a forgotten film that Disney made one time? Like, it will, it like will Cinderella? Not... It will most likely not be loved as much as the original. Never really fil- films really aren't like maybe Scarface's the you know the say hello to my little friend that's loved more than the original Scarface so that she thinks like a black and white film. But most originals are always going to be loved more than the remakes. So why do they keep making remakes then? Because sometimes you just want to tell the story again in a slightly different way. And occasionally you will crack it, and in the short term, you, you at the very least, like, it's, it's some to... sort of big artistic thing. It's like we just want to retell the story. No, they they want to make money, and this is the easiest way to no, do you, it. The, the, There's the, no the, artistic what, Kyle, things Kyle, behind that's it. That's what I was about. That's what I was about to say, Kyle. In the short term, you're just making money back, and it's a profitable investment for you. In the long term, and the rare occasion that you crack it, you have a timeless classic in your hands that, that makes the original sadly be forgotten about. And, you know, I, I still think when this film comes out ten years from now, people are still going to think of the original over the new one. But, like, there are kids today that might have never seen the original Lion King. They come of age just in time to where they might want to see the original Lion King, but their parents just say, I'll take them to see the new one first. And then they grow up having the funds for the new one. I know what people say about how the reason the animation is so cute is because it isn't realistic and a realistic lion doing the stuff that it does in the animated film might unless be cute and just it's be not, absolutely terrifying. It's not just cuteness, it's like harder to emotionally invest in something that's just a real ass lion. And doesn't oh, it's have, going to be speaking English words, it's not going to be a silent I know it's film. going to be speaking, it's like, but you don't get facial expressions and body language and a real life you will, lion. you will, you 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 will get facial expression in this film. Have you seen Twenty Sixteen Jungle Book? There's facial expression in animals yeah, but in it's, that film. But it's but it's gross, realistic animal facial expressions. Nah, they can they can make they can do stuff like you know if something happens. Have you seen Narnia? 
and Liam Neeson is Aslan, and like he smiles and laughs and stuff even though he's a lion. And I still think Narnia, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, I think the effects in that film hold up really well. And it's a realis- full realistic lion. And... I don't think I've heard anyone talk about that film in almost ten years. Well, it's a great film, and you should all check the, at least the first one out. The second one and the I've third one... I've watched it. It's been a long time since I watched the it. Second and, the second and the third one, Prince Caspian and Voyage of Dawn Treader, they are tragic films, just because they're not, really, they're, not, they're not great. But the first one, I think, is one of the most underrated fantasy films in that kind of genre ever. I think the first line in The Witch and Wardrobe is absolutely amazing and the effects hold up really, really well and Aslan is a special effects photorealistic line. You're made to care and empathise with the character to just such a great level and I think that this new Lion King will, it will undoubtedly plus that because it's ten years later. More than ten years later. I think that film came out in 2004 or something. I think, I just, I, I think you will be made to care and feel things for this photorealistic line and it will be great. And I just don't like encouraging this cynical business. If it brings you joy, how cynical is it? You know more about the movie trailers. What's next? Um. In my head, I feel like Bumblebee or Aquaman come in there somewhere because they've just been putting out all the trailers because their films are just about to come out. Is there a new trailer for Bumblebee? I forgot that movie existed. You know what? People, screeners happened yesterday and people came out and people were really liking it. Apparently people were really liking Bumblebee, even people who detest the first five Transformers live-action movies. Well, Michael Bay is not directing it, right? Michael so. Bay is not. This is Travis Knight. I can't remember what else he's done. This is his first. I don't think this is his first film. can't remember. But either way, people were liking it. And John Cena's in it, though no one saw him. There <laughs> um, we go. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of like a soft reboot. Like, I, I really enjoy... Um, the first four Michael Bay Transformers films. I know the whole fucking world might think that's crazy. But I enjoy Transformers. I enjoy Revenge of the Fallen, even though people say that film's an abomination. I enjoy Dark of the Moon. I think that's probably the second least hated of Transformers films um, behind the original. Then I even like Age of Extinction with Marky Mark. I think that's a reasonably fun, enjoyable movie. I spoke about this in comparison to Pirates of the Caribbean before. It's where the first four, the fourth is like a weird offshoot of the trilogy but then you can bring it back in the fifth one that's fine and then the fifth one just didn't the fifth one just jumped the shark in so many ways and i was like even this is film of big space robots even this is too much jump the zombie go- shark as it were oh, yeah and I- <laughs> that's a pirates of the caribbean reference oh yeah and this new bumblebee film kind of feels like it's trying to Reboot reference the franchise, re- but no, but reboot light because it also feels like it's going to address some of the things that is brought up in the last night. Cause the last night there's some flashbacks to Bumblebee during like the Second World War as like a U.S. special ops soldier. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. No, it is kind of dumb because in the first Transformers movie in two thousand eight, the first time they, they were on Earth. Yeah, yeah, it implies yeah. it's the first time they were on Earth, and then the fifth one's like he's been here since. Second World War at the very earliest, you know. And, and this more than film... that, Transformers have been here since the times of Camelot. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. So, I kind of feel like maybe this one is kind of continuing the backstory that was set up in the fifth film, but also ignoring the first five films. It's like a, it's picking and choosing what it wants to keep and what it wants to t- reboot because obviously all the Transformers are in their Gen 1 appearances, which is so cool. And they've got Peter Cullen back as Optimus Prime, which is just... It's kind of like James Bond where when they reboot the franchise, they keep some actors to stay the same. Like Judy Dench and such, they kept her between Brosnan and Craig. Feel like they'll always keep Peter Cullen no matter what it is, you know? Like he was in the TV show, then he was in the animated film... And he was in the Bay films, and now he's going to be in the Travis Knight Bumblebee film. You know, he's been in TV series again that are being made today. It's all, ultimately, it's always Optimus Prime. Yep, Transformers. What was the other one you mentioned? Aquaman? Aquaman. I have no idea whether this film would be good or not. I really don't. It's James Wan, so in faith I have, because he's a good director. In um, faith I have. And faith, I can't word tonight, Kyle. I'm really tired, and I'm really warm, and I, I just, I feel like I need to go have a, just a freezing cold shower to wake myself up. I have faith in James Wan. He is good at his art, and from what I'm hearing, Aquaman is quite a good film, and there's also early um, works for an Aquaman too, though apparently no writer has been commissioned yet. So, I got high, high hopes. And considering it's Aquaman, that is a lot more than what you could say three years ago. Yeah. I mean, props to them for managing to keep the DC Universe alive. Alive? It's more like a cadaver at this point. They're propping up a dead body with strings. They're still making movies that make money, so... Yeah, I can lift up a dead body's arm and wave it to the people. I find it interesting that the people who did defend the DC Universe for being darker and grittier than Marvel, they don't really have their dark and grittiness anymore because they're trying to be more like Marvel. I know, and Marvel <laughs> progressively getting fucking darker. Um, but I really... You know what? I, I rewatched DCU recently. Um, I think round about the death of Stanley, I think I did this. And I again I still think Man of Steel is a great film. I think Superman before Henry Cavill was a really fucking stupid character. He was just so un I didn't like Superman. I don't I don't care if people like the Christopher Reeve films, I don't really gravitate to them. I think they get really stupid. Is it Superman two or three where he literally throws the Superman sigil on his cape like a frisbee to bad people and it like wraps them up in like a polystyrene like a but that's just dumb fun, though. People think these are some of the best superhero films ever made, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, get some perspective, man. I know you might have like, liked these films when you were a kid, but Jesus Christ, they've aged poorly, and I think people are lost in some kind of timeless element. Like, no, they've aged. And, One of like, these days, I, I actually have to happened. watch Man of Steel start to finish. Right, I've well, seen I, I bits and pieces of it. Still, I can sit and watch that. Really love it. Then, Batman vs Superman. The Ultimate Edition is slightly better than the Theatrical Edition. But even then, I still quite enjoy it. I still quite enjoy it. I like the tone. I like the grittiness. That warehouse scene with Ben Affleck's Batman, I think, is one of the best sequences of any Batman portrayal ever. But it's just kind of um, the same as the one then from Dark Knight. Wonder Woman's really good. Suicide Squad was a waste of space, but I still can watch it and kind of giggle occasionally. Wonder I can Woman's laugh really at good. Suicide Squad, if not with it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can laugh at Suicide Squad if not with it, but nothing in Suicide Squad infuriates me. Like, there's some films you can watch where you just want to turn it off, or you want to, like, you know, fast forward. There's not a single point in Suicide Squad where I want to do that. I can watch it start to finish and come out thinking, way. Then, Justice League, you know what? Just like Superman, not just Superman, just like uh, Batman vs Superman, it's a, just a nice, enjoyable film. I can sit and watch it. I don't care about the criticisms. I can give it a thumbs up. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Aquaman. You know what? It's. I, I definitely think it, like it's. The franchise is basically dead, but um, or the the universe is basically dead. But you know, I'm excited for Aquaman. I'm excited for Shazam. Actually, I'm really excited for Shazam. You know, Wonder Woman two. I don't really care. Is about Shazam either. even in the same universe? It is because in the trailer, the kid has a batarang, Ben Affleck batarang. But why? Um, there is a theory. That Henry Cavill Superman is going to have a cameo in it. There was a lot of controversy because people were like Henry Cavill isn't Superman anymore, and that all came down to because he wanted paid more money for the cameo, and people think that because his career isn't going that well, they might just decide to do the cameo anyway because Shazam had scheduled reshoots that were happening. People might think they'll get it in there, like just like a one scene cameo, you know, nothing big. And then, you know, it's been almost four years since The Rock was cast as Black Adam. I completely forgot that was even a thing. Yes, well, there's also some speculation. He, he confirmed he's not in this film, but I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a liar. Nay, <laughs> full of shit. I think he will be in the post-credit scene. I think wow, I just, I... Call... Nathan versus <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He could beat up and stuff. Controversy. Okay. <laughs> he he got beat up in Star Trek, aka Nerds Win. Is that what that means? Nerd Nerds Win. He got beat up by seven of nine. But he was an alien in Star Trek Voyager. He had like a cool headpiece and everything. He had he had a head loaf. So are we finally at Marvel? Uh, talk about Mary Poppins if you like first. I have no interest in Mary Poppins. Like, I never watched the original. I don't care. You've never seen the original Mary Poppins? No, oh, I you haven't. need to sort that, man. I, I rewatched the original Mary Poppins for a recent lecture in anticipation for the new one. And I don't know, I feel like it's... I, I don't know. I, you I, know I, what? I, I, I may have seen it when I was, like, four. And not I not remembered question, any of it. I remember supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, so... Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Yes. And, you know what, I'm going to go see it probably, but I don't think it's going to match my expectations simply because the first one is just really magical. <laughs> I think I really enjoy the first Mary Poppins, I think it's a thoroughly enjoyable, I think the cast, the acting, the singing, the songwriting, the da- I think everything, about the animation, like 2D style drawn animation, they don't do anymore, though I know they're bringing it back for this new Mary Poppins, I just think it's a great film. I haven't watched it, like, I watched it recently, but before that I hadn't watched it in years, like, probably ten years, and I really, really loved watching it again, you know? But you're not excited for it, so we'll move on to... Actually, there's one movie that's out right now that I'm kind of curious what you think about. Oh, go ahead. And that is this movie that I'm seeing constant trailers for on YouTube called Mortal Engines. Right. Do you have any thoughts on this film? (laughs) Yes. Quite a few. So, Peter Jackson, yep. legendary the director. Lord of the Rings guy. Lord of the Rings guy. He 
uh, making this film based on a book. I've never read the book. I don't know the source material at all. I think the trailers have all been pretty shit, apart from the first teaser trailer. I thought that was... Though, it, 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 that's not... It's pretty, it's the best of all the trailers, even though it shows you the least simply because it's a teaser trailer. Though I understand you had to show more trailers after that. It's just the trailers after that were rubbish. Mm-hmm. And I think this film was going to perform poorly because all these films are coming out within like, the same two weeks, man. <laughs> They're all coming out like this weekend and next weekend. It's it's going to be a shit show. They're all going to be fighting for the same box office money, and they're all going to like. I think obviously all of them are going to make money. This is Transformers, Aquaman, Mary Poppins, Mortal Engines. They're all coming out yeah, together, more, and they're all Mortal gonna, Engines is the losing one in that matchup, isn't it? They're all they're all going to lose. Mortal Engines is going to get the shit beat out of it the most, you know. And it's it's one of these films that I don't think anybody cares about. All right, it's so just say, kind of destined to fail. I am going to go see it, though, for one crucial reason. Because you can do it for free. <laughs> no. That's true, but no. Um, when uh, Peter Jackson recently released the documentary, They Shall Not Grow Old, for the First World War, mm-hmm. and it was done in, uh, it was done in um, tandem with uh, the Imperial War Museum here in the UK and the BBC, and he did it with his his production house. I think it's in is it in New Zealand? I think it's in New Zealand. New Zealand or Australia. And he remastered all of this footage. It's a, this footage is a hundred years old. It was filmed in between nineteen fourteen and nineteen eighteen. You know, this is all really old footage, right? Hundred mm-hmm. years old. This footage is, and he coloured it properly. He didn't just do a colour grade where it's like flashes of red and blue and green. And you kind of your your mind's tricked into thinking that the footage is coloured. Like it's it's been like it looks like it's a 2018 film that's been made. He even up the frames because there was there was so few frames. I think they were filmed in like 14 frames a second. So that's why old timey footage looks so fast and jittery because there aren't a lot mm-hmm. of frames. But he's up the frames so there's like they've, they've they've had to do computer technology to, to n- nothing has like been added in. It's just been the computers kind of interpreted what some motions would be and he's got voice actors to dub in the audio and he's got you know when a weapon fires you have actually audioed in that same weapon firing and mm-hmm. it, it just it absolutely amazing the 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 doc the narrator over it there isn't any narration they just the narration they put over is actual world war one veterans from the 1960s when they were being radio interviewed by the bbc and they remastered that audio and they just put that as the audio over the documentary. It's like 95 minutes long. It was amazing. I think I've watched it two or three times. It's so good. It's just it's so trippy. I mean, I think the First World War is absolutely fascinating. I actually find it more interesting than the Second World War. As do I, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's besides the point. But, um, kind of, he did this all, you know, he was not paid for it. He did it all voluntarily you know he, he this is completely like a labor of love for him i think he did it in dedication to his so great-grandfather you or something feel, who you died you feel like you owe it to peter jackson to go watch his I new owe film it to peter jackson to go watch his new film <laughs> i feel like i need to go see mortal engines at the very least just to but, say thank you mr jackson peter jackson doesn't need your help <laughs> he's doing fine no peter jackson doesn't need my help he's fucking film mate <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing no from, one watching, is going to... from watching all these trailers for this film on the constantly pop up on YouTube. 
it's just such a dumb concept. Like, it's one of these, a lot of fancy things and all that, you can suspend your disbelief. I can't do that for this film, because the base concept, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember that early Matt Smith Doctor Who episode with, like, the starship UFO? Yes! And it's, it's like, oh, Scotland w- has its own planet, and it's like a space whale, or whatever. Yeah, yes, I remember that episode. That's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah! That's what I think of when I watch the trailers for this film. It's like, the UK is this big it's like, roaming city on What wheels. is that? It's London! Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> but, like, the, the voiceover so for the, the voiceover for the trailer it's like, but the most dangerous cities are the ones on wheels. It's like, no, they're not. The most dangerous ones are the ones in the sky, obviously, yeah, because I, the I sky is the superior position. Why would the ones on wheels? Why would you make any of them on wheels? That doesn't make any sense. I think because you, you, I think it's because all the cities in the sky are probably like more like villages. Because they're not, like, they can't be so big because you can't hold all that weight in the sky. They're more like just big aircraft carriers that fly, maybe. Whether it's, like, the ones on wheels can legitimately be absolutely fucking huge. Yeah, but surely the sea ones would be just as big. I mean... Well, you get get a submarine, you can make it, like, the underground Gungan cities and the Phantom Menace. It doesn't make it. This concept is so stupid. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about this movie because, let's face it, after it comes out, no one's going to talk about it again. It's really good. No, this film is going to be totally forgotten about, but I still feel like to go see it just to thank Peter Jackson for his amazing work. Even though you have your super ticket, so you're not actually paying for it. No, but this, the the cinema will pay for it. The cinema will send him a fee, a check, signed Nathan. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Cash. I'm, I'm sure that's how it works. Well, you know, they do. They need, they need to pay for the film, and you know they they the cin- the cinema get a cut from the ticket. But like the the when I pay like, a cut of my fee does go to them. So I mean I've I paid for my yearly ticket at the start. So te- technically they lose money on me because I see so many films. But the specific reason that they lose money is because the cut that I would be sending through the cinema to them. Is actually just coming straight out of the cinema because I'm not paying anything, you know. If I see more than two films a month, but if I make yeah. this one of my two films a month, then they're they're still technically getting their money's worth. Except it won't because you're seeing at least four films this month. <laughs> oh, I've seen so many fucking films this month. I haven't actually <laughs> seen any films this month yet. Is is the December? Or I take it's the Christmas month, and you're not watching any Christmas films. I take it. <laughs> um. I haven't seen the new Grinch. I've heard it is better than it has any business being. I just don't care about the Grinch uh, at all. I, like, I don't care. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not really fussed on seeing it either. I probably am not going to see it, to be honest. You know what I've been meaning to watch, though? The Nightmare Before Christmas. Again? I haven't watched it in ages. Everyone loves that film, and to me it's just fine. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas, Kelly. I think you're That's because you're an emo. I am not an emo. Shut your whore mouth. You guys see my Twitter profile picture? I'm the happiest guy about. I'm filled with joy. I your go picture, to sunny countries. Your picture looks like it could be an alternate picture for, for Instagram. It's so, like, Hollywood glam. 
Thank you. But it's, de- it's definitely not emo. Nathan, let's not forget your your very first Xbox gamer tag. Let's never forget that. You want you want to tell the people what it was? I was an edge boy back in the day. We can't forget the edginess. Wait, you're, I still you're talking to, to Dark Shadow, you. ladies and gentlemen. Dark Shadow. <laughs> I don't give a shit, Kyle. I was an edge boy. At least I wasn't a Lego man. Oh. Oh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with Lego. Okay. Nothing wrong with Dark Shadows either. Remember that Except Johnny the- Depp vampire movie. I, I do remember it. I've not watched it, but I know of it. No, I've, I, I haven't watched it either, but apparently it was just dreadful. Probably. Johnny Depp hasn't done anything very good in a while. He was in the Crimes of Grindle, shite. <laughs> was that good? Was, that I haven't was... heard good things about it. <sighs> Crimes of Grindelwald, I don't know if we spoke about that last time we recorded, but my god, that film was disappointing. He's probably the best thing in it. I consider going to see it. I never did, so... Every scene scene he's in, I'm like, oh, thank God Johnny Depp's in this movie. But he hasn't given much to do, so he disappears for, like, big swaths of the film because there's too many characters that haven't been earned. I heard the biggest problem was they didn't make Dumbledore gay, goddammit. Like, have you... Have you heard the twists and spoilers? We won't talk about them in this episode, but have you heard of what they are? No, I haven't. I've been avoiding spoilers just because that's what I do. Right, well, it's, oh, this film is just a fucking joke, man. There's I'll a watch character it. in the film. I'll watch I want to eventually. The, I want to see who the character is. There is a character in this film who is not born yet. <laughs> There's a character in this film. J.K. Rowling, like, is, we're not making this up. She wrote this. We know this character isn't born until in certain year here, and we know they don't end up working in a certain establishment until in certain year here. This film is set before any of those years, and that character is alive, working in the place. <laughs> You're not alive yet. What are you doing in this film? <sighs> so stupid. Well, that's like J.K. Rowling's thing now, right? It's just retconning things for no reason. What? That's what she does on Twitter, right? Is she just makes random shit up. People say that she just makes random shit up because, you know, she wants to seem like she's smarter than the she actually is. I, can, I believe that J.K. Rowling's a very intelligent person. I actually kind of think that she does have a lot of this shit planned out in her head. Like, I, I think that's because the Harry Potter stuff was so long in the making. But I feel like Fantastic Beasts are just being, like, kind of, you know, making it up as you go along. But, like, your Star Wars films. Um, and J.K. Rowling, I think, this is her first film where she's just been the screenwriter by herself. And, you know, she she has full writing credit by herself. There isn't, like, J.K. Rowling and it's just J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. And, my God, she must have one of the best contracts in Hollywood because I guarantee there's a line that says... You're not allowed to tell J.K. Rowling no, because this <laughs> film is a fucking mess from a story perspective. She keeps jumping around. You know how if you do a, if you do a strict film adaptation of a book, it usually makes a bad film because it's so adherent to the film, yeah, to the book rather. 
that's what this film is like, but there's no book that it's there's based no off book. of. It's so stupid. Well, I, I will watch it eventually. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode on it. <laughs> Sounds like you have lots oh, to God, say about yeah. it. I have, because I rewatched the first Fantastic Beasts before I watched the new one, and like I'm not a big fan of the Fantastic Beasts part of those films, but my God, the first one is so much better than this. Kevin Feige? Captain Marvel. Kevin Feige? Yes, I saw your, your, your fun tweet, but Captain what, Marvel... What, what was my fun tweet? I, I don't know my fun tweet. And was it you? It may have been someone. I thought it was you, though. I, I haven't tweeted. I don't tweet. I thought I you tweet. I thought you quote-tweeted Kevin Feige and said, like, doesn't this... I'm, I'm, maybe I'm confusing you with an actual person. I screenshot the tweet from Bob Iger and... Um, when the Avengers 4 trailer came out, he was like, Hey, I'm glad everyone's really enjoying this trailer. And then in brackets, but watch the Captain Marvel trailer. You know, I'm like, this fucking reeks of shit. No one is talking about Captain Marvel. We need to get people interested. Like, I know people are going to go see it. I'm going to go see Captain Marvel. I hope it's great. I thought the first trailer was quite good, but it definitely didn't break the fucking internet. No, um, I, it's it's one of it's being received like most of the lesser Marvel films are, where it's just like, yeah, I'll watch it. It's not yeah. like a massive explosion, and I think they think it would have been because of the feminist angle, not completely forgetting that Wonder Woman already completely drained that market. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like that market gets one film and then you go, ah, you've been pleased, and then you dismiss them, saying, you've had your film now, yeah, back to Captain, the kill shit. Captain Marvel isn't a cultural icon like Wonder Woman is, though. That is very true, but I think Captain Marvel looks like a really cool character, and in this new Captain Marvel trailer that came out, I think that it was a really, it was really visually cool trailer, like I watched and thought, this is really pretty. Yeah, really cool, but I don't know. I never there was no there was no point in the trailer even where she's like standing there glowing, being like, you know, I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. Rah! I didn't think. Oh my god, this is so cool. You know what? Well, that's, I, I, what that's what I mean. It's like, well, it looks fine. It looks like another Marvel movie that I'll I watch am and enjoy. Convinced that Samuel L. Jackson is a scroll for the majority of this film. Why? Because he plays with a cat? She plays with a fucking cat. <laughs> and I just think this is not the one-eyed wonder that we know. This is not the man who saves Coulson's life. No Coulson in this trailer so it's infinitely worse. No Coulson in this trailer and I, I even paused the bit with um, director Krennic and it's like when he's walking into the air with the Quinjets and I was mm-hmm. like, is Coulson in these... People in suits, and I can't see him, so I don't think he is. I I know that most of us were hoping that Coulson, every Marvel fan was hoping that Coulson was secretly the main character, but it doesn't look like we're going down that route. <laughs> Captain Marvel is Coulson. <laughs> I hope Coulson isn't a scroll. Coulson better be Coulson. I hope Coulson kills Scroll Fury. <laughs> I hope like like he's about to kill Captain Marvel with like whatever Captain Marvel's kryptonite is. 
and then like he just like a gunshot goes through his eye is like shadowing to the real one and then he falls flat forward and standing behind him with a gun is Coulson he says something really cool like a quippy one line that would be amazing Oh, thought into this. I thought I thought it was kind of strange how they used the exact same text trick in this trailer as well as the first one. The the horror into a hero. They did it again. No, I th- yeah, I think that's the marketing thing. In the first trailer, I thought it was really fucking like edged in, like it didn't need to be there. It really, actually, kind of bothered me a little <laughs> bit. I thought this is so unnecessary, but it, actually, I thought it worked well in this trailer. I, I thought it worked better. It just like. Well done. You made you made a clever play with words, but we can all tell that she's a woman. Yeah, it's like I mean, <laughs> her, her, who, who are they talking about? Is, oh, is the a granny, hero. The the granny oh. that gets punched in the face is she the hero? Her. Is that is that her? I, I, I just don't think it's as clever as they think it is. It's not as clever as they. Th- but you know how like, we spoke about this before when something that so- someone creates is inventive and it's it's pretty you know cool. And then you get to a point where it stops becoming relevant to the story or to the campaign you're trying to do, but you just, damn it, you know, I created it, so I'm not going to fucking stop, you know? I figured out that I can turn her into a hero with two extra letters. I bet, I bet like, Kevin Feige, like, slapped his thigh and, you know, had a good laugh at that, thinking, ah, those bastards at DC didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my thing. <laughs> You know, it's even when it starts becoming really fucking annoying to everyone, like the film comes out, like, like um, they're gonna have a TV spot where it just says "Heart a Hero," then Captain Marvel launches tomorrow, and he's still ah, the fucking Wonder Woman bastards didn't think of it, and I did. Ha-ha. Like, I'll I'll watch it because I like Marvel, and I'll the trailers make the movie look pretty cool. So yep, I think I think the scrolls look so Agents of Shield though. <laughs> Which is fine because Coulson's in it. <laughs> no, but the, I, it's I, an I, Agents I, of Shield film. Don't take no, this away I, from me. I think Winter Soldier is an Agents of Shield film. Um, it does also have that that bald guy in it who who shows up a couple times in Agents of Shield. I, what? I, I pre- he's Agents, in this one? No, he's in Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, Agents he's in Winter Soldier. Yes, yeah, he is. So happy. But then he gets deaded by the Winter Soldier, murders think- him. I think he's in Avengers as well in the background. Um, he is. He's also in the first Thor film in the background. Yes, he is. And the guy that's head of the security council in the Avengers is again made into a main character in Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. In like season we're, three. We're going so off track. No, I, th- I think he's in like, season four. No, um, it's season three. It's... He's the old guy. He's like yeah, Thaddeus sort of or I Thunder. Know, I know, That's season three. Is it? You must remember better than me. Season but, um, four is the good season with Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, it will be season three then, yeah. And then like, hi, uh, like what's his name? Uh, Hive or whatever kills yeah, him. Yeah, Hive. Like, I never thought my last rodeo would be with Shield. <laughs> um, no, but you know what? I'm. I, I don't know. I think they just look too TV. I think I know it would have been a lot of money, but you know what? If they really want to believe that this is their first female superhero boss to the wall, let's go amazing film, because they're spending all that budget on making Captain Marvel's effects look really cool. Which they do, to be I fair. Think, I think they should have just done a Thanos and CG the, um, you know, the the scrolls like, kind of what they did with Josh Brolin, where they get him to just act wearing a green screen suit, and they kind of motion capture the 
face onto the actor instead of just put a big Star uh, Trek face on. I think I think the difference with that is is that Thanos is one guy and the Skrull are an entire race. I know, and if you have to I... CGI the entire race, then it ends up looking a lot more fake. I don't think so. I think because if like the, everything's like, CGI, it looks War, a but those like um, those like mindless hordes in the film they never look real to me. I think they look pretty good. But anyway, I think the face masks is either really high budget TV or it's really low budget filmmaking. And I just think that it, it doesn't really look real. You can do it well. Like in Star Wars, all the you know, all the big practical masks look worthy. And I think there are ways you can make it look worthy. I just think Captain Marvel looks so fake. Listen, it's it's sci fi tradition that shapeshifters have to look dumb. This is what Doctor Who taught us. Shapeshifters yeah, have to look dumb. But that's TV. This is a film. The shapeshifters in Star Wars look more realistic. Do they? I remember the weirdo shapeshifters in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He tries to kill Padme with the slugs. And it was a she. It was a Gosh. she. And there's Gosh. also another one in the Clone Wars. Sorry, I'm sexist. Sorry, I shouldn't see Captain Marvel. I'm not worthy. That, that'll always remind me of... Um... Plinky reviews though, where he points out that if she's a shapeshifter, then why does she just shoot with a dart through the window and not actually use the fact that she's a shapeshifter to do anything? Why didn't he just shapeshift to be the head of Padme's guards and walk in and slit her throat? Why didn't she do anything? Then put some slugs through the window. Uh, okay, we're off topic. <laughs> I watched Dark of the Clones again recently. Agent Coulson, new movie coming out. We're gonna Agent Coulson, the movie. And you know what? I really like seeing the Quinjets in that trailer. I was like, yes, we're back in S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I really, really enjoy just seeing S.H.I.E.L.D. shit. I don't know, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is just a really cool organisation. I think... Even though it hasn't actually been an organisation for about... for most of the MCU at this point. It has an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that would be built after... It's not, it's not an organisation, though. An, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's, it's just was, kind of a... It's kind of just a group of, of heroes. No, they legitimised it again for like 10 seconds and then I think Shapeshifters killed someone. Shapeshifters <laughs> killed a lot of people. <laughs> was it Shapeshifters or Robots? I, I think it was Robots. We're getting into spoilers now. <laughs> But it was legitimized again for like you know a blink and you miss it. You know they were they were real kills. Damn it! It's just they have so... that moment where they kill off all of Hydra on on a computer screen, just for them to come back again. Yep. Um. Oh god, I love Agents of Shield. I love Agents of Shield too. We're making it sound dumb, but it's a really good show. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of fucking stupid. I just I think just the the characters are so good in it. That's kind of what saves it. But yeah, Shield's a great organization, and I I I've read some like some like theories of Avengers Four. Uh, this is going to lead into the Avengers Four trailer, but I've read some theories about Avengers Four and stuff about uh, Tony Stark might have become the head of Shield because in those leaked pictures he's got a Shield shit on, and there's like he might become like kind of injustice gods among us kind of ruler in the future and like he has like shield soldiers and he's like a dictator and he's like we must protect the earth by time traveling back to captain america and you know um like he's really using shield to kind of become like a, a peacekeeping force but also like a like a suppressive force as well to keep the earth safe you know a suit of armor and i think i, I don't know i like shield kyle that's what i'm trying to say and i wonder if 
that will happen because in the Avengers 4 trailer, there is nothing really to signify that. No. So I guess we'll move on to the Avengers 4 trailer then. Avengers Endgame, as we now know what to be called. Fucking which, can, I ju- can I just say, it's not a great name. I think it's a good name, Kyle. Because Doctor Strange said it in Infinity War. I know he said that we're in the endgame now. I, I Tony get it. Stank said it in Age of Ultron. He talked about how, you know, we can bust bank robbers all the live long day up there. And he points to space. That's the that's the big league. That's the end game, you know. I, I get it. I just don't and think it's, it's a very catchy title. That's all. I think it sounds a bit Hunger Gamesy. Yeah. I can't, I can't lie, but it I, sounds I like Ender's like Game, and then I just keep thinking of Ender's Game. I, I still really, I still like it. I think it, I think it works. I think it's all been set up and it's poetic. And I think if there was no prelude to it, if it. If, the phrase endgame in relation to what was going to happen had never been uttered before, I would think they're just fucking stupid. Not stupid, but I think they're, I think it would be a little bit jarring. Um, but this feels just poetic and it's been set up and it's been referenced before and you know we're here now and it's happening and I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board. I'm more excited for Marvel's Avengers Endgame than I am for Star Wars Episode Nine. I so are can't... most people, I think. I, I just... I, I'm... I'm so excited. The, tra- the teaser trailer was a better teaser trailer than the first Captain Marvel teaser. I think it was actually a probably better teaser trailer than the actual official trailer for Captain Marvel. I don't, I'm so I'm really excited. It was it was Avengers a fine End. trailer. It didn't really tell us anything we didn't already know. It did not. It was. It did. To- it it was did totally give me a few questions. Give me a couple questions. Uh, are we spoiling the end of Infinity War here? Is that even possible anymore? Yeah. Yeah, if you've not seen if you've not seen Infinity War by this point, you're not fucking fault. So, like, in the trailer, they spoil what happened at the end of Infinity War. So, what? Because that's what you've, that's kind of what you've got to do. You've got to catch the 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 viewer up. You know, like this is what has happened. This is the premise for this film. This is why we're in the situation we're in. We've like I know because it's after Infinity War. We feel like somehow. You know, it's rehashing stuff we already know. But I think, you know, to a lot of people that are just casual film goers, which are what trailers are primarily meant to get, they're not trying to advertise to us because they know we're going to fucking see it. But, I, you know, I, I think that for the casual person, that might not be quite clear on what happened because sometimes the average movie goer can be pretty fucking dense. Mm-hmm. I think this trailer was perfectly adequate and did everything it had to do and it ticked every oh, yeah, board. Yeah. It didn't even have any action in it, did it? It did not. Uh, but it, was, I think it was mostly just kind of people looking sad at each other. There, w- there was no shot that was like, "Wow, this is spectacular." I think it was just a very no. It was kind very of... downtrodden. Like everyone's really depressed, as it should be. Thanos has become a farmer. Yep. Um, I, it gave me a couple questions. So first off, it looks like uh, Tony Stark is in the Guardians of the Galaxy spaceship. I agree. But where's Nebula? Nebula's probably on that ship as well, giving him some privacy to record his farewell message. Okay, that that brings up the question is, why can't she fly the ship? Probably out of fuel, Kyle. But she would know where the fuel is. Yeah, but if you can't fly to the petrol station, then you're not really... Well, then how were the Guardians planning to get around? Maybe they were planning to go to the petrol station, but in this case, the the petrol station has no attendance anymore, Kyle. I just thought that was... 
I just thought that was kind of weird and contrived for whatever. I, see, I've heard some people speak about that as well. Like, where's Nebula? I thought Nebula would have given him a lift back to Earth. This makes no sense, and I think it makes perfect sense. I just think they're they're out of fuel and they're in a, they're in a pickle. I mean, I can kind of buy that Nebula wouldn't go with them. She's probably like, no, I have to go kill Thanos right away because that's her one character trait, but... It's possible, but also I think the game has significantly changed since the snap. Yeah, but Nebula's kind of a one-note character in that she just kills Thanos, kill Thanos, kill Thanos, so... He just... (sighs) Not in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Not in the first... She still hates him, though, in the first one. I mean, I don't know, I'm... I just think that she will, she's on that ship. If she isn't, I'll be surprised. I'm just convinced she's on that ship. The, we, the only person we didn't see in the trailer was Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, noticed that. Uh, but then again, I don't think there was anything that we could have... I don't think there's anything that that character could have been shown doing that would have made us go, Oh, mm-hmm. Rocket Other Raccoon! Other than just being sad. Yeah, it's still another a sad, sad, sad rabbit. Which brings us to the other question, which is the little stinger at the end of this of this trailer is Ant-Man at the front of Avengers base. And I don't know if this annoys you as much as it annoyed me, but it how, doesn't did, he annoy get as much as how did he get up of, how did he get out of the quantum realm? <laughs> that is clearly something they're going to explain, but remember, that is a that is a post credit scene stinger and most of the casual people again who this trailer is trying to sell to didn't even fucking know he was in the quantum realm. They didn't watch the post credit scenes. Technically, they might not have even seen Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. They've just heard him get a name drop in Infinity War, and they haven't seen him since Civil War. And, you know, it's just like, they're, you know, he's just, oh, there's Ant-Man from the airport. Even in the trailer, he mentions, I was that guy at the airport. And then, you know, your grandmother goes, oh, that, he was, yes, I remember him now. Yes, ah, it's good to see him. He's shown up. He's going to help them. You know, I don't think, it doesn't bother me at all. As long as they answer it in the movie. <laughs> no, no, yeah, okay, right. I've got a feeling the start of this film is going to start with Ant-Man. Okay. I think this. I think they're going to get Ant-Man out of the quantum realm in like the first, you know, like ten minutes. I don't think that's going to be a big thing. Because um, I'd assume that that's how they would find him. It's like, hey, there's this weird portal open in the middle of wherever they were, and they have to go get it. But no, because I he's already think... out of it. <laughs> There are two things that are going to either get Iron Man back to planet Earth. It'll either be Captain Marvel, though I kind of doubt it. I think she'll maybe show up in the third act. She'll pull a vision in Age of Ultron where he'll come out of nowhere at the end and kind of, you know, be the powerhouse. I'm not but sure. I think, so sure about that. I, I think Vision is being plucked out and Captain Marvel is being plucked in. I feel like they're obviously the powers are identical and their characters are kind of different. And also, Vision was kind of enough. useless for all of Infinity War as far as fighting goes. That's because he gets stabbed at the start. That's why he gets stabbed so early. It was to make his power kind of more scaled down because he has kind of a, in terms of his power scaling, kind of like Scarlet Witch. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's very powerful. So I don't think you want two god tier characters. So you pluck one out and you pluck Captain Marvel in. And I think well, they already have two god tier characters because Thor is now a god tier character. <laughs> Does he literally, very literally? Um, but I, I think if Captain Marvel doesn't save him, and I kind of don't think that she will, I think maybe Thor will use the Bifrost and he'll come and save him. Well, that would make sense, yeah. Especially since they could explain that, like, since he's already been on that ship, he kind of senses it or whatever. I'm sure they could find some yeah, sort of reason. Like, yeah, it's like, I, I know where I must go. Or maybe Rocker, I, I can track it. Ship. 
Yeah, no, from Earth, thousands yeah. of light years away. Oh, it's space technology. I've got a feeling Thor's Bifrost sen- Thor's Bifrost senses I mean, will be more yeah, useful. They, they established that you can use the Bifrost, so. And also, so we I saw Hawkeye, and he's dressed up like a goth now. He is, he is what the kids in the comics call Ronan. I, I believe so, yeah, um, which, I don't know, maybe that's Ronan a little bit racist, but is, God knows. <laughs> Ronan is character in the comics. Hawkeye becomes Ronan because he stops taking his antidepressants because his family get murdered. And he oh, then goes so on like the, a weird so killing the snap, spree. the snap probably killed his family then. Yes, probably, or at least, you know, most of his family. But yeah. I think that... In my head, they're, they're never going to refer to him as Ronan in the film. Like no, in they're probably Infinity just going to call him Clint. In, or in, in, in Infinity War, I met Captain America was technically Nomad. Technically Nomad, but, but they always just call him Captain America. So Yeah, because viewers won't understand that. Like, hell, I don't read, really, I don't read comic books. I'm, I do exterior research for the film. So I wouldn't even know he was Nomad if I didn't do anything, any reading. And I know most people don't. So it's, you know, it'll be... It'll be um. It'll be Hawkeye. Yeah, he'll he'll just be Hawkeye. He's dressed up as Ronan. He's technically Hawkeye. Also, there's Ronan the Accuser in Captain Marvel and Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So I don't think they want to confuse it's a, that. It's a different spelling of Ronan, though. Yeah, but it's like, oh my god, he's got a hood and a and a staff bow thing, and maybe Wasn't he'll it a sword. I maybe he had he'll a sword. grow up. It's like a sword thing, but it's like, oh my god, he'll he'll grow up. To be the guy from Captain Marvel. Because they're both called Ronan, you see? Yes. I'm really curious how they're going to do action in this film. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are they going to fight? Uh, that's a really good question. I haven't quite cleared that up. Like, who are, um, who are the hordes of evil forces that they're going to fight halfway through the film? I have a feeling... The tables are going to have turned. You know how in Infinity War Thanos was never necessarily after the Avengers. He was just on a mission and the Avengers got in the way. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be similar. The Avengers are on a mission and Thanos is just kind of getting in the way trying to stop them from accomplishing the mission. And the action will be between Thanos and his damaged state versus the Avengers. And his damaged state will debuff him down to the level where he's now comparable to fight against the Avengers. Yeah, also, it kind of looked be... like the Infinity Gauntlet got a bit messed like, up when he did to the his thing. hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the Gauntlet itself can't contain the power of the stones; it can just use it, and it's more. Like, you know, people talk about how if you use a plastic, a three D printed plastic gun, you fire it once, and the gun's just broke. Mhm. You think the Infinity Gauntlet just broken melts? There? Yeah, I think the Infinity Gauntlet. You, you, could, the stones are fine, but I think the only way you can use them again in the same way is if you're making your gauntlet. I don't think they're going to do that, but I do think that it will be like a. I do think that it will be like a Thanos is now debuffed because he's stabbed in the chest, and if you also look at his arm after the snap, it's all burnt off, up, yeah. Yeah, and it goes up into his neck and stuff. I think he is now debuffed to even though he's debuffed, now all he is is just like level with the Avengers. Beforehand, you know, the problem look is at everything that the, uh, Iron all Man has to do is they just cut him. Whether it's that is though, that all of his all of his henchmen are dead. So, I mean, are they? And I, I know he's, I know his doggies are dead. He's rabid dogs. But what about his, his um? Pretty sure you see all ju- of them die, he's, don't you? He's, he's, yeah, he's dog, he's doggos. But what about his Jatari? 
What if half of them got wiped out when the snap happened as well? well They're like, of, all of, by by ruling, they should have. Yeah, they should have been right. But like, you think they're sitting here going, why the fuck are we helping him? He's going to kill half of us. We're going to have a civil war. That's when you get into the. That's when other. you get into the problematic movie logic. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. I've got a feeling Thanos is probably going to be in like a desperate mission to try and stop them, and that'll be the, the action. It'll yeah, but that's all only them, all of them against him, him, and that's not normally how the Avengers films work. There's usually a horde at some point, a horde of villains they have to fight. The pro- I've got a feeling they'll be lazy and make it the Jatari or the Skrull. You know, Captain the Jatari, Marvel will bring the Skrull. Didn't the Jatari all die at the end of the first Avengers, though? I thought so, but there's Jatari on board his ship in Infinity War, so... I guess he has some... Yeah, some I mean, you know, what if there's like two guards standing outside the throne room after when the snap happens on his ship, and then one of them just disintegrates, and another one looks <laughs> over, and it's like, huh, I guess we won. <laughs> I guess I'm the lucky one. I guess I get <laughs> yeah, a promotion. I guess, I guess I'm getting double dinner tonight, boys. <laughs> well, here's the other You're thing, right? Because be- before yeah. before he did the snap, he was already cutting the population of planets in half. Did they get cut in half again? Do you think? Probably. That seems kind of unfair. That's incredibly unfair. So now Gamora's half populated planet is now down to a quarter. I mean, I guess he has even the more resources. He has the soul stone, so he could probably bring back some zombies to fight them. Oh, he brings back like a zombie Gamora. I don't think she, I think she's like in a half state of death or something. I, I'm not convinced she's fully dead, unlike some people. Have are. you seen the fa- Have you seen the Fantastic Four movies? Not the new one in 2015, like the original two. Yes, I have. With Chris Evans. The classic, you know the cheesy it, ones. At the end of the first one, where Doctor Doom, like his mask, just gets singed to his face. Yeah, but then the next one, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because the Silver Surfer has like regenerated them or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a feeling that's what Thanos' gauntlet is going to be like through this film. Well, I don't even know if he'll be able to use the stones. I mean, he used it to teleport away at the end. So, see, I know, I know, and that's that really conflicts in my head because I'm like. I thought he said that the gauntlet is broken and his hand is dead. And well, my theory with that the, is he gauntlet. can't use the gauntlet anymore, but he can still use the individual stones. Right, so he can't like use like the because sto- the, the gauntlet and the snap. The snap is just one ability of the gauntlet. It's not the primary purpose for the gauntlet's existence. No, the gauntlet can do basically anything as established. Yeah. So, so but now what you're proposing is that now he can only use one stone at a time. He can't just use them all as one like superpower. Yeah. That still makes him the most powerful being in the universe. It does, but it makes him less powerful. <laughs> it makes him less powerful. We can't wipe out 50% of the Avengers all at once. He can just sort of use their powers. So. Still mad power, man. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Actually, sorry, I forgot another theory I read about how maybe Tony Stank could be saved in space. What was this? Do you remember the picture that leaked of Gwyneth Paltrow in like a weird purple Iron Man suit? It was like a no, but I heard, I heard of it, and it was about rescue, right? So. Yeah, right. Re- uh-huh. So there you go. What's what's her fucking name? Rescue. Gonna go into space in an iron purple Iron Man suit. It's gonna save Tony Stank and Nebula, 
and she's going to push them back to Earth. I, I guess it's possible. It's, it's going to happen. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Hemsworth are going to go to space. What a romantic incursion. <laughs> what if Natalie Portman died in the snap? I mean, do we care? I do. She Not wasn't even Portman. in the third, fourth Thor film. I know. Neither was well. I don't. It's a shame though. I I, I like the first. I, I like the first two Thor films, and to hell with everyone that says the second one was just absolutely diabolical. I, I it think was dark- Fine. It I wasn't. Think, it's one of the lesser Marvel films, but it's one not the, bad. It's one of the lesser Marvel films, but it's I just kind of, kind of forgettable. It feels like a kind of sci-fi epic that wasn't sure how to realize its potential. Like I like the whole dark elf thing, and I like the ships and their. It really feel every scene. Every scene with the dark elves in that film really reminds me of Man of Steel and the Kryptonians. It just feels like in General Zod's. I think you just explained why people didn't like it. <laughs> but. They came out the same year, <laughs> um, but in uh, Christopher Ecclefecken, the Doctor, he's the main baddie. The first Doctor in the Marvel Universe, but not not the last. What? Not the last? What? Well, David Tennant was also in the Marvel Universe. Ah, yes, he was. Kill, kill stronger. I was great. We he, need to talk was... about we need to talk about Marvel Netflix at some point as well. But yeah, let's talk point. about Avengers a bit more. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, I forgot, forgot, forgot we talked about David Tennant. The reason why, another reason I think uh, Nick Fury is scroll, I think they're going to pull uh, a Goblet of Fire and Nick Fury is actually Barty Crouch Jr. in disguise <laughs> and he's hiding Mad-Eye Moody in a, in, a, in, a, in a chest for the whole film. And then Albus Dumbledore is going to shout down Samuel Jackson. And he's been doing the whole film with his eye missing. Because Mad Eye Moody has one fucking eye as well. See? Film predicted. There you go. See, I was thinking about that. Is Are they going to show how he loses his eye? Because obviously that's that would be the normal thing to do. It would I also be really predictable. I don't feel you need to. I think that's something they would do in Star Wars. Like right, yeah. I don't think they need to either. Gone, which is why I'm wondering name. if they will. If they want to be Star Wars and not be relatively you know kind of unique then they will if they're gonna you know be more mysterious about it then they won't because i liked how they described it in the winter soldier where he take you know he's you know he he mm-hmm. lost an eye last time he trusted someone and robert redford gives a really cool speech about how he was like the deputy chief of somewhere in africa or something and he he did like a rescue mission without authorization and saved everyone before the official rescue team even went in Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it's, again, I love Winter Soldier. I love everything. This was Shield, all the character building with like Nick Fury and stuff. I think it's just great, and I hope that Captain Marvel because I don't. It feels like as the Marvel universe is progressing, they're kind of forgetting some of the smaller things they introduced in previous films. Yeah, um, they do. They're that they're, they're 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 they're, excuse, they're, they're excuse, not as bad as, as, as with it. That film, you know. Like, yeah, they're you. they're not as bad as at it as some other universes are. Yeah, they're, they're they're not like glaring. Oh my Jesus Christ, what are you doing? You can they're not transformers. They're not transformers. Apart from the Caribbean, um, but I, I do kind of think that maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe try and do a better job with that in the future because with all the Shield stuff they're reintroducing, and to me Shield is the big thing they keep fucking up in my head. Um, <laughs> I think in Captain Marvel, their biggest opportunity to fuck up will be here. Because thank God in Ant Man, where you know it starts off in the eighties and the Triskelion when it's still being built, and they've got uh, mm-hmm. 
they've got, you know, they've got Peggy Carter and all there. I thought that was great. But really, really good. They never, they never retconned or fucked up anything. I know it was really small and like, well, what could they've messed up? Well, you know, if they, when there's a world, there's a fucking way. And I, I'm just Let, hope... lesser universes would have done it. Lesser universes would have found a fucking way to, you know, <laughs> say something or retcon something and fuck it up. I'm so happy that Dust for Marvel haven't done it because Shield is just so fun. I love, I love Shield. Love Hydra as well, but we don't. I think Hydra's officially gone in the. In the films now, they ended in Age of Ultron. I don't think they'll be coming back. They're pretty much done in Agents of Shield as well, but they they could still come back. Are they? They keep, fuck, they keep doing pre- it. They've been pretty much done in Agents of Shield since the end of season one. That's true. And they all they're always like, oh, there was this one Air Force. There was another faction. There was a, there, there's one faction that was actually the original religious zealots that made Hydra to bring back the, the to bring back the metahuman or whatever to bring back to bring the back human, Cthulhu to bring back Cthulhu the hive you know and then there's the side again that kinda, it's a good show there's the side it's a good show then there's the military side that just want world domination which was the Robert Redford side and the, the Colonel is, it's a good show. I like Ancient. I like Ancient Shield, but Jesus Christ, there's so much stuff about it that's like really, really. Well, it's like the problem with with Shield is that they only really have one major villain, and that's Hydra. So they have to keep bringing them I back. Know. And every every way they do it is a little bit implausible, but the season that it creates, I think, is very watchable. Yeah, it's true. It's like, how do we find, like, they say, hey, I've got a great story for Hydra. All you need to do is come up with some bullshit reason to bring Hydra back, then I promise you I've got a good story to tell with them. And then they just say, oh, they they forgot this one base that somehow was the real Hydra the whole time. And then they go to virtual reality. And the story they tell once they've got over that speed bump is quite good. It's just that yeah. speed bump, you're like, fucking hell. But can they do that again? Is that's the real question? Is Coulson in the new season? I have no idea. I hope so. I have no idea. Because they were like, "You're dead in two months, son," and then the cast picture for it being renewed for a seventh season, he wasn't in it. And the new because season's coming was... out season six, right? Well, it's season six isn't even out yet. No, season six is the next. Or was season? that the last yeah. season? We're just but done yeah. with season, so season five. Six is... Yeah, so season six isn't even out yet, and it's already been renewed for a seventh season, and. Clark Gregg was not in that that cast release, so I hope they. Oh, I think because he's been able to get back into the films, they're like we can't cross pollinate because they explained that they had discussions about putting the TV characters into like Infinity War and stuff, and they said it was logistically just too difficult. And I get that Captain Marvel's a prequel. Yeah, that's why I, it's not really cross pollination because it's a prequel, no, and obviously Coulson no, was in the films before Agents. I of think Shields. from a from from a story point of view, it's fine. But I think behind the scenes, business wise and contracts and stuff and la 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 stuff that we cannot possibly understand. I think that because the the Russo brothers talked, spoke about this at a Q and A recently, and they said it was too difficult um, with concurrent TV shows running and stuff that. When someone makes the jump to TV, it's very hard to get them back into the films until you're pretty much confirmed that they're done in the TV and vice versa. If someone's in TV, the only way they can really move into film is if you know that they're not going back to TV anytime soon. So I've got a feeling that now that he's made into Captain Marvel, I think the next time we see him will be in another film. It will not be in Age of Shield bar season six because I think season six is pretty much filmed. You know, it's season seven is the I, next one they've not done yet. I would buy that, other than the fact that. 
Clark Gregg loves playing this character. And it will he does. take any opportunity to do it, so... Clark Gregg is a wonderful person. Have you ever seen him in things that aren't Marvel? It's very strange. Yes, I, I fucking have. There's a horror film I saw him in. What, I can't remember the name of the film. Um, every single time like, I see him and he's, he's like, not playing Coulson, it's like, you're still playing Coulson. You're just not yeah, saying no, you're Coulson. This, this is exactly who he was playing. He was playing Coulson, right? It was like this weird horror film and he was just like the dad of the babysitter and he was like giving his daughter a lift to the house where he would be babysitting, where she would be babysitting the kids. Mm-hmm. He's only in one scene at the start and I think he's in one scene at the end and he's just driving her and it's Typical scene in a car. It could be any TV show, any movie, and he's he's, he's in a fucking suit. And I'm like, this came, <laughs> film came out in 2006 or something. And I'm like, you're Coulson. This is this is the role that got you, Coulson, a guy that's relatively boring at the start. That sits in a suit and is just friendly. Coulson's so sassy though. You remember in Iron Man too when he's like, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tease you and then I'll watch Baby Mums or whatever it was. Yeah, Super Nanny, yeah. yeah. Um that was yeah, but in the first film when he's like I'm, I work for the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division like when I when I saw the first Iron Man in the cinema, I didn't get that. I didn't know it was Shield. No, because he didn't know what Shield was yet. No, I, I think I think I did know what Shield was at that age, but um, I don't know I didn't know what the Strategic Homeland Intervention and Enforcement and Logistics Division was, but I think Shield was. So, the Netflix cinematic universe. Let's end on that, shall we? It's all fucking cancelled. Goodbye. (laughs) One of my favourite tweets on this, I can't remember who it was, but it was, I think it was Michael Jones from Achievement Uh Hunter. Mm -hmm. And he tweeted that that Netflix is killing off more more Marvel characters than Thanos. (laughs) I haven't seen that tweet. No, but it's true. I mean, the theory is that net because net people are blaming Disney and they're fucking headaches, idiots. Netflix do not have the right not net, Disney and Marvel don't have the rights to cancel the show. It's purely in Netflix's hands, and I think what they're doing is they do not they do not, they do not want to promote a brand which will be making prominent appearances in a competing streaming service in the next couple of years, and that's Disney+. Plus. And people are like, maybe they'll bring Daredevil back on D- Disney+, Plus or whatever. No, they won't. I'll tell you why, fuckers. Because Netflix own the right to the character, I don't know if to the character, but definitely to this un- incarnation, to the Charlie Cox version of the character, and to the show, and to you know, that version of Kingpin and everything. They own the hundred percent those rights. If season four of that Daredevil ever happened, it has to be on Netflix, and they do not unless, want to do it. And the same with Jessica Jones and Cage and everything. And yeah, unless of course sell the rights, but they won't. And um, and also Disney wouldn't make that show anyway. It's not Disney enough for them. Right. So the thought is that even though they don't have say, they might have some sway. And people think that this might be the first sign that they are officially going to basically sever the TV and film universes. Not by any plot reasons, but they're just going to say, well, there was never really any connection in the first place apart from some Specifically the wins. Netflix TV shows, because they have a lot less and connection than they the think other TV shows do. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and what they think they might do is they actually might bring Daredevil into the MCU on the big screen, but it will not be Charlie Cox. It'll be and different. They'll, they'll, it'll the be, Charlie Cox. It'll be Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the Ben Affleck. That's good. It'll be the Ben Affleck Daredevil coming back. No, um, it'll it'll be a whole new Daredevil. The Charlie Cox Daredevil never existed in the MCU. That's just Netflix TV MCU is like a pocket, you know, the NCU if you like. Um, and it'll just this will be a new Daredevil. This they can have the same origin story. They probably fucking will, but it'll just be. I mean, most most interpretations of the same character have the same origin story. But, you know, they can, you can switch it up, especially because they're happening so close together. But I think you'll be, like, more closer to the age of Spider-Man. Not, like, identical. I think he'll still be maybe a good six years older than Tom Holland's version. But I don't know. I think he'll be I mean, pretty similar. Disney, even if they don't... I don't know what I'm saying. But even if they did do that, then they know that... A lot of people like this interpretation of Daredevil. It's probably the favourite adaptation, at least live action wise, because the competition is Ben Affleck. But <laughs> Daredevil's also a character that's from that kind of dark, gritty side of Marvel, which the movies don't really go into. I mean, thus far, they haven't officially announced they're cancelling Jessica Jones or Punisher, but that's but because they, they still have are. they yeah. still have two seasons. Probably that have not another come out yet. season, and they're done. Season two of both shows already. Oh, see, wait, no. Season Jessica two, Jones already Jessica has had a season two. Yeah, so season three of Jessica Jones, I think, is already being filmed, and season two of Punisher is already being filmed. I think, or I think they're both done filming. They're in post. Yeah, so and the last the last thing you're gonna do is announce, hey, the show's cancelled before its final season comes out, because then people are gonna say, what the what's the fuck? Why am I wa- why am I bothering to watch it? Because you're just cancelling it anyway. So you wait for the season to come out, then you cancel it. Then when Punisher season two comes out, then you announce that it's cancelled as well. You know, it's like they're slowly even, nailing it even, with every show. Even though at that point, I'm pretty sure everyone will have already guessed. But... No, yeah, everyone's already guessed already. I think yeah. they just they've just got to announce it. You know what's ironic? I think the one show they haven't cancelled yet is Defenders. <laughs> but there's no other Defenders plans yet. They've just not cancelled it. So it's like, is you know how um, there's a CGP Grey video where they like they made a gag about how, like, you know, you get countries that find out a hundred years later they never signed a certain declaration and they're technically still at war. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Defenders. They've technically never cancelled it, so it's still a show that hasn't, it's still, you know, it can come back. And then, like, five years from now when, like, Marvel and stuff are, like, doing their plans with the Netflix characters on the big screen, if they ever make them, they go, well, technically we never cancelled Defenders, so we're going to bring back Charlie Cox and everything. We're going to, you know, Sigourney Weaver and Kit the Gap, uh, Oh, what's the name of the guy that plays Kingpin? I don't know his name because I follow him on Twitter. Oh, uh, shit. Thing Reims? No. No. Oh, Vince shit. something? That sounds it. Me and you are both thinking the same thing. We can't get the name. But Vincent kind of... D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. There's the fucking name. Um, you bring everyone back and we'll do Defenders. And it's like, well, they can you get their own, their own standalones again? You go, I know. No, 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 no. We're just bringing them together for the Defenders from now on. That's all we're going to do. Here's my feeling on the Netflix cinematic universe. I've kind of fallen off watching it after Defenders. I haven't really watched any of the shows after that, just because mm-hmm. they're so hit or miss, and they're all so... They all have this feeling of being long and dragged out despite only being 12 episodes apiece. Officially what I hear is that this is such a hit or miss, like, universe essentially. Like, sometimes the only show that's been consistently good has been Daredevil. I've heard Defenders is quite good as well. I know the Punisher was good. 
But I think I watched the first episode of Punisher, but I still have more to watch. Still have a lot to watch. Yeah, no, here, this has been a long fucking episode. Do you just want to, like, sign off and you can cut the Netflix conversation that we've just done for the past five minutes and put it in the next episode? I think there's enough there. I just want to finish up by saying Doctor Who's about to end. And when it does, we're going to record another episode. Kyle, quickly, have you watched all of Doctor Who thus far? Final episodes tomorrow night? Yes, I have. I caught up the other day. Right, okay, so we won't say a word about it to each other so we can have a good bonus episode we do a whole season wrap-up. Yeah, I just Um, wanted to say, we're doing the season and then for the New Year special we're going to do another episode on that as well. Yes, uh so probably that will come out along with the next proper episode. We'll do another proper episode and a Doctor Who bonus. Is that how that's going to work? Or is the Doctor Who bonus just going to come out arbitrarily regardless of It'll the It'll be released episodes? when I finish editing it. How about that? <laughs> okay, right. Just like this one. Oh, this is going to get edited out, Kyle, because, you know, I'm watching The Chase. Very clearly pre-recorded because Anne Hegarty is there. Anne Hegarty just got voted out of the jungle and I'm a celebrity. Update of the state. Sorry, there's a question, and this is what what is the address that the U.S. president makes to the Congress in January, and it was the state of the state, the state of the union, or the state we're in. Stacy Solomon just went for the state of the state. You idiot.